Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Nehemiah chapter 8, starting in verse 1 and going to verse 12. I'm going to break this up a bit and skim over some names for clarity's sake. And so let's follow along in this story of Nehemiah. And let me just again set the stage. Thanks to God's movement, Nehemiah is able to go to Jerusalem and get the people working on the wall. The people faced critics and threats who wanted to stop their work, but they persevered. They remained focused and faithful. Nehemiah had to deal with injustice among the people. He modeled a generous life and hard work. He was calling people to do what he himself had been doing. And so now the wall is finally done. (laughs) And so now what? What do you do when you've worked hard and you've accomplished your dream or your vision or your goal? The big old service project's done. Change had come. But here's the thing. I think an even more amazing change was beginning to be realized. And so let's pick it up in Nehemiah chapter 8, starting in verse 1. All the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. And so what's going on here? The people are coming on their own accord. This is something that they're initiating. They're coming to Ezra, the priest and scribe, asking to hear, to encounter God's word, the book of the law, the first five books of the Bible. It's called the Torah. It's God's guidance. It's God's life-giving instruction. It's his commands. And so the people here are beginning to recognize that God was behind the whole thing, the whole rebuilding of the wall, the, and he had been providing for them and protecting them. The wall was now fading in importance, and the God behind the wall, the God behind the whole thing, was now becoming the focus, and the people were hungry to encounter God. The focus of the Jewish people shifted from what they had accomplished to whom had fueled the accomplishment. And so God had blessed them. He had cared for them. They were grateful because apart from God, there'd be no wall. And as a people, they had been apathetic to following God's guidance up until this point. But now they're asking to bring out God's word. They're experiencing a spiritual awakening. Their hearts are awakened by God to join him in bringing about change. And ultimately, the people's hearts were awakened to God who was changing them. God was behind the scenes, not merely rebuilding a city wall, but rebuilding a people. And so I'm going to read this next section from Nehemiah chapter 8, starting verse 2 to 12. And I want you to think about some words that would describe how the people responded to God. Imagine being in this gathering. Picture it. Put yourself in it. And so let me continue reading verse 2. So on October 8, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly which included the men and women and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon. So we're talking five to six hours here. And he read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of all the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. Then Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people chanted, Amen, Amen, as they lifted their hands 
Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites then instructed the people in the law while everyone remained in their places. They read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our God. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites, too, quieted the people, telling them, Hush, don't weep, for this is a sacred day. So the people went away to eat and drink at a festive meal to share gifts of food, and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. What a beautiful line that is. They had heard God's words and understood them. And so what words describe the people's response in this time? I think the word brokenness comes to mind. They bowed down their face was to the ground. They were mourning. They had tender hearts. They were weeping for joy at hearing God's words and understanding them. And I'm sure, too, a tender heart to recognize that they had maybe not been living up to those words, that they had neglected those words. They were hungry for God. They spent hours listening closely to God's word. They asked Ezra to bring out God's word. They initiated that. I think celebration is a great word that describes how they wrapped up this whole thing. They were eating, they were drinking, they were sharing, they were being generous. And then worship. They took postures of worship. They were lifting their hands, they were bowing down. I think sometimes we miss out on the importance of worshiping with our whole bodies. You know, we can worship with our lips, we can worship with our mind and what we think what we say and how we sing. But there's something about your very body, your very being, revealing your dependency on God by lifting your hands in praise and your brokenness and honor and reverence of God by bowing low. It's a beautiful scene. The nation was awakened to God. They saw the true condition of their relationship with God. The attention has shifted from the wall to God and what God wants to build in them as a people. Now imagine, what if the people had never caught the vision of Nehemiah to rebuild the wall? Would they have ever gathered hungry to encounter God, to be in a right relationship with him? If they hadn't seen him protect and act on their behalf, if they hadn't put themselves in a position where only God could show up, would they have showed up to seek God? The world needs you to pursue your God-given vision and calling to bring change, to right wrongs, to offer hope. But I also believe that you need to pursue this God-fueled passion and step out of your comfort zone to see you experience change. Your vision, your calling, your dream will be used by God to do something through you. 
but your vision, your calling, your dream will also be used by God to do something in you. And so what's God saying to you today? What great work might God not only want to do through you, but what does he want to do in you today? What change is he seeking to make? What does he want to build in your character, in your response to difficult things? How is God summoning you into relationship? And so what's God saying to you today, and what will be your response? Let's pray. God, today, may we not neglect a life-changing relationship with you and the work you want to do in us as we busy ourselves with the work you desire to do through us. May you be our vision, our ultimate prize and passion and goal. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.